0: You're listening to News and Views, the Quins podcast series, where we introduce you to some of the greatest minds across different fields through in-depth interviews. I'm Anushka, and today I'm going to be talking to Dr. Shashank Joshi. Dr. Joshi is a leading endocrinologist and diabetologist, and the chief medical scientist at Twin Health, a company that's digitizing diabetes care. 14th November is World Diabetes Day and I sit down with him to discuss some misconceptions that people tend to have about diabetes, the latest in diabetes therapy and how diabetes can be reversed. And also, can it be reversed at all? He talks about all this and more, but before we jump in, you can check out episodes of News & Views and all other podcasts by The Quint on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Shashank Joshi. This is World Diabetes Day, and it comes every year. But I feel like each year the issue becomes, you know, more and more pressing. So, I, especially in the Indian context, because since COVID has kind of taken a backseat a little bit, even experts are talking about how we need to shift our focus back to NCDs a little bit more. NCDs being non-communicable diseases. So, I really want to begin here in India. Can you uh, kind of give us a sense of what the situation is like in India right now as far as the burden of diabetes is concerned?
1: First of all, thank you so much, uh, Anushka. India has the second largest population of people living with uh, diabetes. Currently, around 77 million people in India are living with diabetes. And an equal number is living with pre-diabetes. So, that's very distressing. We are the second largest population. country in the world with uh, type 2 diabetes. Unfortunately, we are the largest country in the world with type 1 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes is their diabetes, which needs insulin for life. And therefore, it's very important to recognize that we are seeing an explosive growth of people living with diabetes within our geography. And therefore, it is a urgent call for action. And the bigger challenge which we are facing in the maternal diseases Every second person, that means 50% of people living with diabetes don't know they have diabetes, They're undiagnosed, and they eventually come to us when they get complications. So that's really the challenge and that's the burden which is hitting us. Every second Indian doesn't know that he has a di- he's living with diabetes and lands up with a heart attack or with a kidney failure or with an eye problem or with a stroke. So that's really the challenge.
0: Also, sir, in your practice, have you been seeing, say, um, the age of patients coming in with diabetes reducing? Are you seeing younger patients now than you were earlier? Is that something that you're seeing?
1: Originally, the, in the Western world, it is seen in the 60s, 70s and 80s. In India, it comes around two decades earlier, which is the 40s. But we are seeing a second peak in the 20s, which is called as early diabetes. And that's particularly seen because of the lifestyle disruptions we are seeing in our population. For example, in adolescence, we are seeing men and women under a lot of stress because they become sedentary, they eat too much. There's a lot of pressure to perform in uh, scholastic uh, achievements. And it's a cause of concern. If your father or mother has diabetes, your chance of getting diabetes are almost 90%. Okay, both of them. If one parent has diabetes, it's 70%. If any of your relative, like uncle, auntie, grandmother, grandfather, has diabetes, it's almost thirty percent. So type two diabetes in general is familial.
0: And you mentioned lifestyle and like lifestyle and heredity are two things that you know you often hear about when you're talking about diabetes as a cause. Um, But I also kind of want to talk a little bit about genetics. So. How I'm linking this is because I did a story recently on heart attacks and how, and certain doctors talked about how Indians have a genetic predisposition or a higher risk of heart attacks than other races. And in that, while researching for that, I also came across how they have a higher propensity for diabetes also and other NCDs like that. Uh, But I didn't go much deep into it. So I just wanted to understand, is that... You're very right. See, the
1: point is that heart attacks, uh, actually their basis is diabetes. Because what happens is, it's familiar. So people who have family members with diabetes, they should not start screening at the age 40 and 50. They should start screening for diabetes at the age 20. So if you are family is positive for diabetes or if your waist circumference is more than 80 centimeters for women or 90 centimeters for men, uh, men you should test for diabetes every year after age 20. So it calls for early screening and early diagnosis. That is the need of the hour. Right.
0: And so something else that I heard recently someone say was if your father has diabetes, the daughter is more likely to have and you know skips between sexes and skips no, generation. No,
1: no, no. there is no truth in all. No, no, there is no evidence based to on that. Only thing if we know it is independent of the gender, it doesn't have a gender selection at all. Okay, it is independent of the gender, but crosses through generations. So, if both your parents have diabetes, if both your parents have diabetes, your risk is much more than if one parent has diabetes. And his risk is much less if only a relative has diabetes. So, it is clearly transgenerational, but there is no gender predilection at all.
0: Yeah. But are there other myths like this that you hear from patients often? Yes,
1: that we you... hear myths a lot of times. So, remember that one common myth is type 1 diabetes is reversible. That's not true. Type 2 is very much reversible. Type 1 is not. Type 1 needs insulin for life. There is, no, you, lifestyle will improve the quality of care and quality of life of a person living with type 1 diabetes. But for type 1 diabetes, they have to take insulin for life with lifestyle. While if it is something like a type 2 diabetes, it is lifestyle correction, reduction of medications, even removal of medications including insulin and remission is possible.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, coming to remission, type 2 diabetes is a lifestyle-based diabetes, right? So, uh, is it true that fixing your lifestyle can then reverse type 2 diabetes? Is that how it works? Can you explain it a little bit?
1: So, it's not easy. If somebody has diagnosed with type 2 diabetes in the first decade, in the first 5 or 8 years, there is research to show, including research done by us, that we can look at attempting remission. Remission means they will stay in remission as long as there is lifestyle correction. If you again falter on lifestyle, you will get the diabetes back. So they, professor Taylor, uh, who is Bob Taylor, who is the world authority in remission, did a trial in United Kingdom through general practitioners. He said just eat 800 calorie diet, which means just maybe have a meal a day. Okay. And you will remit diabetes. So 50% of people, who had duration of diabetes less than 6 years and ate less than 800 calories per day, they were able to go into diabetes remission. Okay, we have done a trial and we have ongoing trial in the third year now where we are using technology. So what we are doing is we are telling the patient what they eat less, eat right, then do physical activity, sleep more under a coach's supervision, under a doctor's supervision with medication reduction, lifestyle correction, precision nutrition, precision physical activity, precision medications, modifying the gut microbiome, modifying the macro and micronutrients, we are able to use some whole body digital twin technology to attempt to make remission. So remember, remission is something doable. It is particularly going to work in a younger population and where the duration of diabetes is less than 8 or 10 years and it can be attempted through aggressive lifestyle.
0: Something interesting that I noticed was you say remission and not reversal and this is the word that is used across the board. So, can you tell me a little bit about that? Why, why don't we call it reversal and why do we call it remission?
1: So, remission means it can relapse again and one should also go through a maintenance program while reversal means that you have reversed the disease and you have become normal what happens is that most of the programs including whole body digital twin attempts reversal but if you use the word reversal people get a false sense of security and there is something called as a yo-yo effect so what they do is once they feel that now my diabetes has disappeared, I can do whatever I like. And then in a revengeful, reckless manner, they disrupt their lifestyle again and they land up with complications. And that is why now all global associations came together in a consensus document to state that the correct word is in remission. You are in remission as long as you do lifestyle correction in a mindful way.
0: Um, And also, Doctor, I know you've been involved in a lot of interesting research. So, I want to ask you, is there modern tech-based therapies that are emerging, um, which may be lesser known, but are showing promise than your traditional treatments for diabetes?
1: Absolutely. In fact, we are now having, and this was accelerated by COVID. And, you know, we are into a digital diabetes care world today. So, this whole body digital twin program, what does it do? It senses your body composition, body weight, blood glucose values, blood pressure values, sleep, food patterns. All that is inputted by artificial intelligence and computer and put on a platform. And then with the help of a coach and a doctor and a computer, they all interpret it and give suggestions. And then you are able to cause remission. I'll give you an example. Okay, If I'm a diabetic and I'm having a breakfast and I'm in south of India and I'm having three idlis with half-40 sambar. And my sugar is 250 after meals and I am a diabetic. What will this program tell you? It will study the pattern. One day 250, one day 260, one day 220. Then the recommendation will come through computer. Look, Sashank, you need to eat one and a half idli and have one and a half katori of sambar. So, increase the protein content, decrease the carb content of the idli and if you do this simple correction. Your sugar will only go up to 131 What the artificial intelligence is trying to do, it is recognizing a pattern and correcting the pattern. So, we are trying to utilize and harness the new age technology for medical use. And we are trying to generate evidence on it. So, this is not anecdote. It was just an example and sambar. But now we are conducting research on it.
0: Right. And also, I'm just wondering, you mentioned Italy. So, I just want to say, in the Indian context, you know, because um, we have such a variety of foods and um, people's bodies are so different and there is like so many caveats that are there. uh, Will AI be able to kind of recognize these different caveats, these, you know, to collect granulated data to give accurate results?
1: In fact, the more diverse the data the more useful is technology, because you see, the food cooked in every Indian household is different. So because there is so much of heterogeneity and diversity in our diets, the technology is able to map it for that individual. So this is an example of personalized medicine and it gives solutions also. AI basically helps us to learn an unhealthy pattern better. And once it learns that unhealthy pattern, It then gives a solution to correct it and make it healthy. So one of the most important reasons of success in all these remission protocols, including the twin protocol, is that the person living with diabetes has to be healthy and happy both. And minute he knows that he can conquer his glucose, he can take away the medications in a mindful way, he can be responsible and not reckless. You know, you are able to be positive and cheerful.
0: And when do you see this technology being accessible to, you know, the general public?
1: So, it's already accessible to general people and is getting a little cheaper. But sensors uh, of the glucose are expensive. Uh, the technology has a cost to it. But if you ask me, the real cost of diabetes is actually in the complications. So, some of these technologies like twin technologies actually help you to make a long-term correction, not a short-term correction.
0: And before I let you go, doctor, can you, um, you know, for our listeners, what are some things that you would like people to know, things that, you know, you tell your patients as well as far as uh, preventing diabetes is concerned, also managing diabetes?
1: My first mantra is the prevention mantra. Eat slowly, eat less, eat on time and eat right. Walk more, move more, be fidgety, at least do six eight or ten thousand steps a day if you can do yoga surya namaskar sit-ups or some meditation it's great sleep well sleep on time and smile if you follow this simple mantra you can actually prevent diabetes But unfortunately if you develop type 2 diabetes or any type of diabetes follow your advice of your medical doctor and follow a simple a b c d e f approach A for A1C, 3 months average sugar, try to keep it below 6.5 or 7 percent, B for blood pressure below 130 over 80, C for cholesterol, keep your LDL cholesterol below 50 or 70 so that you don't get heart attacks, D for diet, E for exercise and always take care of your feet because your feet lose their sensations, don't get blood supply and you may have to cut it. So all this is possible but we need awareness, awareness. Education, education. This year's theme is all about education and empowerment and awareness. And I am thankful and grateful to you that you have embarked a journey on behalf of the International Diabetes Federation, that you are our brand ambassador to propagate this message of education awareness in a simple way. Because remember, prevention doesn't need rocket science. It needs simple ideas. It needs motivation.
0: Right. Thank you so much, doctor. This is very insightful and very helpful. And like you mentioned, motivation is really the key to, uh, you know, making these lifestyle choices to prevent diabetes. So let's hope all our listeners can find that motivation after uh, this podcast. So thank you so much once again for joining me. That was the episode of News and Views with Dr. Shasham Joshi. Follow us on Instagram at The Quint and tell us what you want us to talk about in the next episode. And check out our website TheQuint.com for more groundbreaking reports and videos. This was Anushka, and I'll see you in the next one. This episode was hosted by Anushka Rajesh, edited and produced by Prateek Lidhu, and executed produced by Shelly Walia and Ritu Kapoor.
1: You were listening to The Quint's podcast.